This is Fire Talk Podcast. I'm your host, Michael Snodgrass. On this episode, we will be listening to Andrew Klein's Fire Talk, People and Passion. This Fire Talk was recorded live in Pasadena, California. This episode is brought to you by MSA. MSA's G1 is revolutionizing SCBAs. I'm here to talk to you today about a couple things that are important to me that I know are important to all of you. It's passion for the job and the people. The people we work with, the people at home, and the, the people we serve. What drives you? What makes you want to be a firefighter? What makes you want to help people? Is it the times that you're going to be surrounded by fire pulling someone out of a burning truck? Is it going down that long hallway with the devil at the end? You're getting ready to hit it with a hose line, knock down the beast? Or is it pulling someone out of a burning building? There are many things that, that drive me to do this job, just like the many things that drive you. It could have been someone down the street that was a firefighter that mentored you throughout your young career and got you on the, the tailboard and, and got you into the, the best job in the world. Or it could have been just a friend that was a firefighter for a while and you were a different job and you just happened to come across the fire station and say, hey, you know what, this actually looks really good. I like helping people. So everyone's got different drives, um, but my machine starts off with the future. One of the things that drives me is the family and also the fact that we have little ones at home, whether if it's our own kids or if it's the kids that we see at the fire station come up every other day in between runs when we're tired. You know, we have to take a couple seconds and really pause and think of when we were kids and how we were treated when we went to a firehouse. I grew up in a small community where there were a number of volunteer and pay call departments that always welcomed me with open arms. My dad was a pharmacist for a long time, and a lot of his customers were firemen. And coincidentally, I was just kind of born into the job because I never really had any other goal but to be a firefighter. And I always went to the fire stations, always had my birthdays there, went there for a weekly tour. At the age of six, I got an award just for my passion of the fire service from a Rio Grande Fire Department. So I, call me a fire geek, but you know, that's, that's the deal. You know, if you're passionate about something, you don't stop, you keep moving. If it's worth your while, you'll stop at nothing to make sure you get what you want and, and keep rolling with it. So when I go to work, one of the things that drives me is coming home to my daughter, just like how we all have kids and families, we all wanna come home safe and do our job safely. So a little history about me, um, I've been in the fire service for almost 18 years, and one of the driving factors was my family. And like I mentioned before, my dad, uh, he was a Vietnam veteran, put himself through pharmacy school, owned his own pharmacy. I grew up in that customer service field of helping people out with various medical issues, answering the phones, bagging medications, helping people find uh, stuff on the shelf. So my dad really instilled customer service into me, into my sister, and how to treat people like a name, not a number. Uh, he got a rare d 
disease uh, from Vietnam from Agent Orange exposure and ended up finding a uh, rare cancer for seven years. So he went from standing like he is then to a wheelchair in about a year. So it was a very devastating disease and uh, I had the uh, unusual pleasure of working on my dad when he went to cardiac arrest at home. So that's something you never really want to do ever in your life is have your mom and your sister walk in while you're doing compressions and mouth to mouth on your father. Very humbling experience. So my dad is definitely my hero. He's definitely my mentor. Uh, he showed me the way on how to you know, treat people and, and just making sure everyone gets the best experience possible when you interact with them. That's huge. So that's part of the reason why I'm here today talking to you. I like quotes. Hunter Thompson says, anything that gets your blood pumping is probably worth doing. That's spot on. We do this job because it's exciting. Every day is different. We get on the rig, we're wearing turnouts, going down the street, hitting the fed cue, hitting the air horn, you got a header showing. That's what gets you pumping, right? It gets me pumping. Same thing with a cat in a tree. Hey, you know, yeah, it's kind of the, the staple of the fire service. Everyone makes fun of us, you know, going up in the trees. But you know what, that's, that's something where, you know, we're out there displaying ourselves, you know, providing the best service possible, representing our agencies, and showing people that, hey, we're capable of throwing the ladder without skipping a beat and making that hose stretch without you know, tripping over a sidewalk. You know, it, passion is extreme emotion towards something. It's a very positive thing. It's not, it's not a bad thing. Passion is very, very, very good for you. It's a polling organization called Gallup. 13% uh, of their workers felt engaged by their jobs. They had a sense of passion for their work and spent days driving innovation and moving their companies forward. Meanwhile, 63% are not engaged or slept walk while working. The remainder 24% hated their jobs and were undermining those above them that were being successful. Even though this is a corporation poll that did this, I looked on uh, different fire service uh, related polls, there's nothing. But I think the numbers could be a little similar. Uh, we all have those people in our departments uh, all across the board where you have the top five percenters or the 10 percenters, they're on committees, they're out on the burn cadres, they're getting stuff done, going to classes, trying to drive change into our fire stations, into our department, into our policies. How many times have we seen those people shot down by those below that once had a passion, but somehow just dropped down to the bottom and lost it? I, I don't get it. We're in the best job in the world. There should be no undermining. There should be no shooting down because we should all building each other up. We're here to help people. By people, it's not just the public. It's your brothers and sisters in the firehouse as well as the people out in the streets. Another quote from Amy Rees Anderson. I believe that when we're passionate about something, we have more energy, we work much harder, we get more creative, we search more diligently for solutions when difficult problems arise, and we inspire others 
who work alongside us. But you have to surround yourself around positive people. One of the people that I think of often is Captain Patrick Brown. Since I was a kid, I saw him on a number of shows like On Scene, Emergency Response, uh, Fire Rescue, the, the Dave Foreman series, TV shows. He was always on it. He was one of the most decorated FDNY individuals on the entire department. As a kid, he was a fire buff, rode his bike to fire scenes, just like how I did. He was an advocate for his men and was improving conditions, whether if it was in the firehouse or if it was about PPE or about rope rescue stuff, which in the early 90s, you all probably remember the rope rescue he did with Patty Barr and Kevin Shea on top of the high rise in Manhattan. He was the man that drove that rescue and rescued two individuals and kept two firemen safe while doing it. And that's been used in rescue classes across the country. And he led that. He was known for being innovative, brave, humble, and a warrior. One of the humble things about him is when he got medals, which there were quite a few, he got money rewards from the city, which he then donated to Cornell Burn Center. You know, that, that's pretty spectacular. He was able to put aside his personal reward and invest it into something to treat other people that suffered burns. That, that's pretty stand up. One of the things that he did was Captain John Drennan was caught in a backdraft with his crew and two of his members died and the captain was in uh, the burn center for 40 days. Captain Brown was there all 40 days with his family. He got his shifts covered, he made stuff happen. He made sure that his family was well taken care of because he was a dear friend. We've seen a number of people, unfortunately, become injured on this job. And every once in a while, we, we go in about once or twice you know, a week to make sure they're taken care of. But 40 days, that's almost unheard of. That's, that's pretty awesome that he had the ability to do that and the passion for his friend to make sure he was well taken care of. And after he passed, that his family was well taken care of. He was one of the members lost on 9-11. He was working truck three and was seen around the 40th floor. If you look on the websites, he's on a few of them as far as his radio transmissions and he was trying to buy in on the, on the second and third alarms. And his crew, you can hear in the background, his crew was already heading downtown before he got permission because he knew that every firefighter in the city was gonna be there and he was gonna be one of the guys there. So bless you, Captain Brown, thank you for your service, sir. Another quote. Your time is limited, so don't waste it living someone else's life. Don't let the noise of others' opinions drown out your own inner voice. And most important, have the courage to follow your heart and intuition by Steve Jobs. I've been following that pretty much all my life. My dad was one of those driving people, like I said before, and I've always thought back to what I wanted, what was better for me, what was better for my future family. And now I'm married with a, a beautiful daughter and a beautiful wife. And along the way, she has been a support. My little girl, she's, she's just great. And every time I think of them, I think of, hey, you know, my heart belongs with them and also in the fire service. And I have to stay on my game, be passionate about the things I do and about being safe at 
work so I can be home and be passionate at home about my girls. We have the best job. That's an understatement. It's not a job, it's a way of life. With all the people that are out there with various jobs in the world from window cleaners to people working fast food, whatever type of job you have, we really have the best one because our days are different every single day. Some of the top eight things that you can do to improve yourself and to motivate others. First one is always have passions in your mind. Always have something that you want to do around the firehouse. Something you want to do to improve an SOP. Uh, everything from you know, safer grants to new equipment, if you like fog versus a smooth bore, what have you. Always have something in your mind you want to work on. When we were all probationary firefighters, we all had a checklist of things we had to do every day. Well, now that we're all senior and that we're all trying to get you know, through our careers safely, put that list back in your mind, but revise it to things that can improve your crew, your department, your agency. Get excited. Don't be afraid to get pumped up in the morning, get your workout on, and say, hey guys, we're gonna go out and pull some hosts today. We're gonna go throw some ladders. We're gonna do this, we're gonna do that. Be the guy that drives the machine and pulls everyone along and they eventually have their own machines that fire up and get stuff going. It just takes one person to light that fire, to drive others and to have everyone join in and to drive change. Get pissed off and emotional. It's okay. I mentioned failure. Failure is gonna happen whether you want to or not. It's a fact of life. We've all had it in our professions. We've lost people we worked on. Just like when I worked on my dad, out of all the people in the world I've you know, thumped on their chest, I thought my dad would be the one I'd bring back. Uh, was not the case. So I was mad at myself. I occasionally get mad at myself from time to time, but I realized that he's not suffering and my dad would have been proud of the fact that I was with him trying to help him out. So it's okay to get mad and emotional, but turn that around and turn to something positive and keep going. Risk more, put more on the line. Put yourself out there. Well, if you're a backstep firefighter or if you're a chief, if you have an idea, if it's something that you really want for your, your company, get out there. Be, don't be afraid to put on the line and get rejected. Have the ability to set everything up, do all the research, and if they have a question, you fire back with an answer. You just keep fighting. You put more on the line. You do the investment of time to make change happen. Devote your life to your dreams. I have. I still am. I'm not getting paid to do this. You're not getting paid to sit here. You know, you guys have dreams like I do. And my dream is just to reiterate the fact that we have a very awesome job and that I'm passionate about it just like how you are. And I'm back at home at the firehouse driving change today making programs happen, getting rejected, bouncing back up, throwing up new stuff. So it's an investment. Surround yourself with positive people. I've already touched on that. 
all or nothing, just like a chainsaw. I was a sawyer on a hotshot crew for a while, and one of the two rules of being on a saw is it's either at idle or full speed. At the same speeds that you need to operate on, on the fire ground, safely, obviously, but also when you're trying to do things to drive change and to motivate other people. If you're gonna go kind of half throttled, you're not gonna get the results you want. You have to be all in to make things happen. Think positive, things will happen. And I have a little parentheses of rigs for kids. I did a project with my department that's now approved and uh, online, it's called Rigs for Kids. I went to Mattel uh, headquarters and emailed them, went in person several times over the course of probably about four or five months. And I wanted to get small matchbox toys for kids that we saw in the hospital that were suffering or kids that we responded to out in our city. It took a while, it took a lot of emails, it took a lot of hand cramps and stretching out my hands, typing back and forth on my phone to Mattel, to my higher ups, but I finally got it. I was able to purchase a bunch of toys that we now send out to kids that have a bad day. And as soon as we hand them a toy, their faces are just so bright. That's part of the reason why I do this job is because that's how I was treated as a kid. When I had a bad day, someone lifted me up, just like how I'm trying to lift someone up that's having a bad day, just like how you guys do. So it's little things like that. Whether if it's a toy, or if it's a hug, or if it's you know, covering someone that just lost a, a loved one, you know, get out there and be positive, be that someone's support. People will follow you, be a leader. This is a picture of one of the gentlemen that we saved a while back when I was on probation. Um, sorry, Captain Rose, your, your eyelids are closed in that one, sorry. Um, but this young man, he was at a doctor's appointment and he went to cardiac arrest. When we arrived, it came in as difficulty breather, got our equipment, got the rig, and someone flagged the sound saying that he's not breathing. So now your heart starts pumping up a little bit. I'm the first one in the door, I see this gentleman, half in the elevator, half out, and it was pretty obvious that he was in cardiac arrest, so we got him out, started working him up, medics are doing their thing, I'm thumping on his chest, and I look up, after about the second round, and I see his wife running down the hallway. And at that moment, I froze in my mind while I'm still thumping on him of when I was working on my dad and how my mom was walking towards me when she was on the phone with 911. It was just a very odd moment where I was living in this moment when I lived years prior with my dad. So I had an immediate connection with this young man. And it was just something where I knew I had to bring him back. Whatever we did, we had to get him back. We had to fight for him, do everything we could. And we did. Uh, he's in the center between uh, my engineer and myself, and uh, he's alive and well. Saw him three days after. It was right before Christmas. So what a gift to give his kids and his wife, you know, another chance to spend another holiday with him and, and to just, you know, enjoy the, the times that they wouldn't have had if we didn't uh, make that change. But that's the reason why I get so passionate is because it doesn't have to be a fire to get pumped up and to get excited and to high five everyone. 
It's things like this. It's life before property. And this is what we did here for their family. And I still to this day talk to them and I still get chills because I think about my dad and how he was influential into my life and how he set the tone for, for me and how I became a young man in the fire service and how I treat people. And I treated this family just like my own. Uh, great family, um, that was just a, a great experience. So in closing, I had a couple of props. This is one of my helmets in my collection. I have about 67. I get heckled by it by guys at work. I'm not afraid to admit it. Um, you know, I've worn a lot of helmets over the years, uh, whether if they're blistered up or you know whatever uh, promotions, uh, I keep them all. And that's just a reminder of you know how I grew up in the fire service and how uh, times have changed and we go from you know, composite helmets like see on the screen to traditional style leather. And every time I pick up that helmet, I think of the very first one that I wore as a kid. And there was another one that was kind of beat up, but I couldn't find it. Um, but this used to fit my head at one point. And I always think that one day my daughter is gonna be able to wear this helmet with pride, knowing that her father was once in her shoes, aspiring to be a firefighter, to make change and to help people and to just be the, the best person that he can to those that, that interact. Um, so on top of that, uh, the one thing I motivate you guys to do in, in your homework is to go home and find something that drives you. If something isn't clean, don't ask questions, don't bark at the rookie, get on it, start cleaning it. That starts the passion, just investing in your department, showing pride, showing passion, showing that you care about this job so much that you'll stop at nothing to make sure that things get done. So I just challenge you to be the best person you can and to keep that passion, that drive inside your heart and instill it in other people. So with that, I thank you very much for your time and stay safe.